The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Have you noticed that no matter how hard you try to release attachments, heal traumas, and change your life, you still feel as if you don't belong? There is a reason and a solution for this. Join award-winning actor, comedian, and best-selling author Kyle Cease and learn how to immerse yourself in a new way of being at From Lonely to Free, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. You're listening to Rewritten with Cynthia Ocelli. Rewrite your story. Recreate your life. Thank you so much for joining me this week. We have a great show ahead today. We are going to examine the limiting beliefs that shape, create, and influence your romantic love life. Wherever you are, in a relationship, out of a relationship, happily single, or seeking love, this show is for you. What we do here on Rewritten is examine the stories we tell ourselves about important parts of our lives. You have a story about everything. You have a story about your finances, your career, your self-worth, your health, and your relationships. And the big problem is that most of our stories are limiting or fear-based or just plain wrong Most of our stories don't come from us. Most of our stories were taught to us, and then we looked at life through the lens of that teaching and confirmed it again and again. So now we have deeply ingrained beliefs that we project out into the world, and our mind is on a mission to prove them as true, because that's what the mind does. If you set your mind on a task, it will do what it can to satisfy that task. So if you were to go out today and say, show me why the world is a terrible, sad, destructive place. Gotcha. If you were to go out there and say, show me why the world is beautiful and wonderful and the most amazing place to live. The mind says, gotcha. Life does too. The beliefs that you hold most deeply project themselves in the world. In my last show, Meet your personal, 100% accurate fortune teller. I gave you a rubric for looking into the past and changing beliefs about your history. If you haven't done that, I highly recommend you go back to that episode and do the work there because we're moving forward into the various structures in your life. And wouldn't it be wonderful to build your new, empowering, healthy, and more true beliefs on top of a solid and resolved foundation? I'm going to say absolutely, and I hope that you'll go back and do that. So today, love. 
wherever you are in love, by yourself, with someone, wanting in, wanting out, feeling like nothing will ever change, this show is for you. Before we get started, I want you to just take a little bit of time and start to examine your love life. How do you feel about it? Is this the life you wanted? Is this the way you wanted it to be? Does your heart feel full? Do you feel satisfied? Are you moving in a direction of greater growth? Is it healthy? After you do that assessment, take a look at your beliefs about love. Do you believe that healthy love is abundant and available to you? Do you believe that regardless of your age, status, finances, figure, identity, whatever the qualifier is. Do you believe that there is love out there for you? I'm willing to bet there's a substantial match and parallel between your love life and your deepest beliefs about love. So as you have those two things sort of floating around your mind, I'd also like to ask you, what would you like to experience in love? And then to question, how does what you want and what you have, how are they different? How are they similar? How are you doing? I've coached women for over a decade. I wrote Resurrecting Venus and interviewed so many men for the love and the attraction section of the book. I have come to know some things about love and romance that defy what we are taught. When I was little, my mom was very much of the mindset that if you are not married with children, even though she was not, by 29, you step into spinsterhood and all of your opportunities evaporate and you have to start hoping and wishing and wanting that you will get someone to pay attention to you. Ideally, they stand on two feet and breathe with their mouth closed. It was really that bleak. I remember my mother used to say to me, gather ye rosebuds while ye may. And what that meant was get somebody while you can, because after a certain point, you're not going to be able to get anybody. If you have bought in to that myth, if somewhere in your mind, there is a scarcity idea around the opportunity for you as you are to find, attract, and enjoy amazing, healthy love. It's time to rewrite that story. I've already had to do that. That background set me up to go into the world with that scarcity consciousness and settle for things I did not want. And here's a truth that I would love for you to write down and keep handy. You will get what you settle for. So don't settle. We live in a culture that worships youth and trains you to feel inadequate. Our whole media and commercial culture is designed to make you feel like you are not enough as you are so that you will buy the product, take the course, fix the thing, operate on this, learn how to do that, lose this, gain that, shift this, buy that, do something. 
And maybe then you'll have less reasons that you are inadequate. And maybe then the lack will be a little less pronounced. That is an entire belief system. And that is an entire false belief system. In all of my years of having the privilege to work with women, I have consistently found that women who are able to cultivate confidence and their own sense of identity have no problem drawing men to them like a magnet, regardless of their age or size or status. And I know that that sounds really, really good. And you can believe it when you hear it. That's because it's true. But we don't know how to get from here, lack and scarcity consciousness, to there, goddess abundance with a plethora of options. And the only problem being, which one do I choose? I want us today to shift that. And I'm going to give you the keys to changing this reality for you. And the essence of it, the essence of solving all of the relationship scarcity problems that you deal with is an inside job. It's all about you coming into self-acceptance and the appreciation for the wonderful creation that you are. It's always amazing to me how the listeners on this show are so good. Your hearts are so good. Your intentions are so good. You have such reverence for life and such compassion for the world. When you see harm, you want to make it better. When you see nature, you are humbled by God's creative mastery. And yet when it comes to you, somehow you fail to see that God's creative mastery is what created the masterpiece that you are. The work of becoming the sexiest woman in the world is an inside effort to recognize the divine beauty, the goddess consciousness, the perfection that you are already. And when it comes to thinking about all the things that are wrong with you, I want you to know that your dream guy loves you just the way you are because you are his dream girl. And when you come across that man who doesn't love it or who doesn't have the decency to be kind and respectful and appreciative, you don't have rejection. You have information that that is not your dream guy. Do not settle. So this week on my website, I had a lot of queries come looking for a post that is out there in the world somewhere. I'm not sure where it went, but I have a copy of the text here and I want to read it to you. This post is an excerpt from Resurrecting Venus. The sexiest woman in the world is happy with herself. She feels whole and complete with or without a man. She doesn't exude an ounce of neediness. She has no inclination to connive to snag a man, seduce someone else's, or pretend she doesn't want one. She's bubbling with life, actively pursuing interests that matter to her, and she's at peace with herself. 
She's done the work to become the counterpart to her divine match, and she trusts that all things happen in the right time. For her, there is no question of whether her match will appear, only when, and she's patient knowing that she cannot rush the sunrise. This excerpt summarizes what it takes for you to attract a man worthy of you and a man who fits your dream guy idea. We break it down. We know that the sexiest woman in the world is happy with herself. How do you get there? I'm going to tell you a practice I do. And when I started doing it, I thought it was really kind of ridiculous. I didn't think it would net anything. I didn't understand why I was doing it, but I kept doing it anyway. This is very similar to Louise Hayes' mirror work. And I see it in various books now as something that's gaining sort of like a more mainstream in our mainstream presence. And that is that when you step out of bed in the morning, before you pretty yourself up, before you fix your hair and shower and put makeup on and get the good lighting, you go to your mirror, you look at you, and you love and accept all of you. Every imperfection, everything you don't like, you give extra attention to. And you love it. And you defer to the fact that you were created by the divine creator herself. You are complaining and criticizing the divine herself when you criticize and judge and dissect yourself. So the objective is, and I'd love for you to take this challenge on, take it on for 30 days. You get up, you go to the mirror, you love yourself, you accept yourself, you embrace everything that you have been rejecting about you. You love yourself just as you are. What's amazing is this uncomfortable, empty, foolish, ridiculous feeling process evolves and there is a recognition of the truth about you. Of course, you can go on and put beautiful clothing on and beautiful makeup and work out and take care of yourself. That's great. And it probably helps you because you feel more beautiful. And when you, the more beautiful you feel, the more beautiful you are. But what I'm talking to you about is the core self-acceptance where you get in there and you touch all of the areas where people have said to you, ooh, you're blank, your nose, your stomach, your ears, your lips, your eyes, your hair, whatever it is, becomes a point of gratitude and celebration. I know how this sounds. Maybe this is one of those things that you can just do You can even do it with the idea of getting back to me and telling me how wrong I am. If you do it, you will not be coming back to me to tell me how wrong I am. You will be coming back to me to tell me thank you because you will reveal the authentic magnificence of you. Now, I'm working from the premise that my audience is predominantly feminine women and I never want to exclude anyone. So I'm pointing that out here to say it's not that I'm unaware. 
It's not that I don't care. It's not that I think this is the only way. This is the way that I know. This is the way that works for me. This is the way that tends to work for my audience. Whatever your gender, your orientation, this work will work for you. In the context of the feminine, I want you, by the end of this show, to have a very clear understanding that when you unleash the divine feminine within you, you will recreate your outer world and it will reflect the goddess that you are. This is not an empty promise. It is my experience, my personal experience. And I've worked with so many women and watched them change their whole world by accepting and valuing and treasuring and celebrating their rawest self. So do the mirror work and we'll start there. The next sentence in that post was, she feels whole and complete with or without a man. This is key. You know, there were these movies, uh, what was it? Jerry Maguire, you complete me. No, you complete you. And whether you know it or not, you are whole and complete as you were created. Of course, there may be things that you want to heal and help and improve, but your goal and your baseline and your power is always to know that right now you are enough. Right now you are whole and complete. We're cultivating the inner happiness by cultivating self-acceptance. But here's what's not going to happen. There is not a man or being out there who completes you. You complete you. This is a shift that can sometimes feel a little uncomfortable because we've all been inculcated with these ideas that it's our other half, that you know, we're two halves and we make a whole that is dangerous. I want to just tell you from my own life experiences where I've had to suffer the loss of a partner. If you have divested yourself of your wholeness and allowed someone else to appear to hold that space, when that person is gone, even if it's of no fault of their own, no choice of their own, totally involuntarily, you will suffer in all areas of your life. It is important to affirm and know that you are whole and complete as you are. You are no less for walking into a room single. You are no less for being out in a world full of couples. Side note, many, many, many are miserable because they are so afraid of the limiting beliefs they have about love that they will not get out. They will not try. They will not go out into this wonderful, loving, abundant world and attract someone worthy of their grace and greatness. You are always enough, always whole. The next sentence in this, this excerpt from Resurrecting Venus, the sexiest woman in the world does not exude an ounce of neediness. So I have to parse this because once you're in a relationship that is a primary, securely attached, bonded relationship, it is really wonderful to sometimes feel needy and that you want 
the love and adoration of your partner and it's soothing and it's delicious and it's restorative and it's beautiful for both of you. That's the kind of neediness that can exist in a relationship. Or if you're down, you're suffering grief, something horrible has happened and you need love and support. That's the kind of neediness that works. The kind of neediness I'm referring to here is that hungry, moving through the world, feeling naked until you get some warm-bodied, hopefully nose-breathing, upright being to stand next to you, no matter how much grief they bring you. Neediness also manifests when a woman feels like she is less of a woman if she is single. And how that works energetically is instead of magnetically drawing people to you effortlessly, which we're going to talk about and which we're building right now, the structure to do that. It's a repelling force because it's hungry. It's desperate. It's uncomfortable. It's ravenous. So you want to, in that mirror work, love and accept yourself and then completely affirm that you are whole and complete as you are and that you may want sublime love, deep romance, intimacy, sensuality, and surreal connection, but you don't need it. You're okay as you are. You are enough. You can have all the wants and desires and you'll get them, but you will get them because you draw them, not because you claw them. Have you noticed that no matter how hard you try to release attachments, heal traumas, and change your life, you still feel as if you don't belong? There is a reason and a solution for this. Join award-winning actor, comedian, and best-selling author Kyle Cease and learn how to immerse yourself in a new way of being at From Lonely to Free, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Sax.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Next. She has no inclination to connive to snag a man, seduce someone else's, or pretend she doesn't want one. I have watched all of my life women pretend to be someone else, to attract a man, and then gradually revert to who they really are. It doesn't work because the man was attracted to some other facade, and we are brilliant as humans. We know what's happening even if we cannot intellectually grasp it. So when there is deceit, 
If you're projecting an image that's not you, there's also the energy of false deceit going through the ethers and registering with the other person the same way that you know when someone's telling you something that sounds right, but something's just not right. You're picking up on it. You can't really articulate it, but your intuition is saying to you, no, no, no. When you pretend to be what someone else wants or what you think is desirable, you are conveying the deception as well as being someone who you are not and attracting someone who's not going to be able to meet you and your needs, the true you and your true needs. So conniving to get a man, what a waste of time. That is beneath you. Rise to your goddess self. Rise to your feminine grace. Accept yourself. Value yourself. Cultivate your inner enoughness and show up as you are. Now, of course, we all have room to grow. We all have things we can improve on. I'm going to tell you one of the most important things, and I'm going to tell you I blow this sometimes, quite recently, as a matter of fact. Your tone is the thing that is the most impactful in all of your relationships. The tone of your communication. So my normal tone is I'm warm, I'm open, I'm patient, I'm loving. That's my normal tone. That's how I approach most of my life. Now, when I get halt, hungry, angry, lonely, tired, when I get frustrated, when I feel like I'm aggravated and I'm escalating in negative ways, my tone quickly shifts to direct, authoritative, bossy, And what's happening there is I'm feeling like I can't solve the situation. And in my frustration, I become more and more dominant, aggressive, assertive, and even masculine. Now imagine that here I am resurrecting Venus, the goddess incarnate. I'm always endeavoring to share that, be that, show that. And that's how I fall. It's your tone that is going to have the greatest impact on all of your communications and relationships. And so learning to stay centered in your truth, because if you stay in your heart center, tone takes care of itself. It's when you rise to the mind and rise to the upset that the shift happens. So there's no conniving to snag a man. Yes, you can work on your tone. That's always wonderful. You never seduce another person's man. I don't care how much you think he's the one for you. That means you don't date men who are in relationships with other people, married to other people, separated and thinking about it. And this is not to moralize on you, even though by my belief, it's not a good thing to do. It's not what I want to put out in the world. It's not the world I want to live in. More than that, it's protective for you. What a man does to others, he will do to you. And that's not just limited to men. So let me just open that up. What your girlfriend does to others, she will do to you. What you've witnessed your boss do to others, your boss will do to you. Save yourself, protect yourself, spare yourself, value yourself. You're worth more than that. 
another thing. I actually have met some women who are thriving being single and enjoying it. So I'm not going to paint this with a broad brush, but the idea that if you pretend you don't want a man and you go out into the world saying, I'm just enjoying being single. I don't want to be in a relationship. No, no, no. That's just too much trouble. I'm just going to appreciate being single and not have any love in my life. And you're doing it because somehow you believe that if you don't want it, it'll come for you. Just tell yourself the truth. You know, self-trust is built by telling yourself the truth. I would love to be in a love relationship with someone wonderful and worthy of me is a great thing to say. It also aligns you with the capacity to identify it and recognize it when it shows up around you. The sexiest woman in the world is bubbling with life, actively pursuing interests that matter to her and at peace with herself. A long time ago, I had someone who I valued very much tell me the sexiest thing, the most confidence-building thing, the thing that makes a man come and not leave and want to stay and fight to stay is you having your own identity, your own interests, and being busy. Busy woman, sexy woman. That's the way I came to know it, and it has always shown itself to be true. What not to do is to use all of your loving grace and glory on another being. We have a short time in our life that I feel like we can do that safely, and that's when we have very young children. And then our job soon becomes equipping them to navigate the world, and too much love is smothering. We think, because we would like, to have the kind of love that is always devoted to us, always surrounding us, just being the center of the love universe and having all of the love circumnavigate around us sounds wonderful. So we do that. We show up and we do everything for our partner. We give them everything. We anticipate their every need. We drop everything for them. We make them the center of our world. That is a mistake. You must remain the center of your world. You must have your own identity. You must have your own interests. You must have your own social friends and environments. You must keep yourself invested in things that you love. And this is for a multitude of reasons. One amazing reason is that this will build confidence for you. You will have a solid sure-footed existence that is wholly your own. And this makes the whole and complete point that I was talking about earlier, whole and complete. This is your world. You are the sovereign ruler of your queendom. And this is it. The sovereign ruler does not step off her throne, sit someone else in it and bow at his feet. She stays on her throne. She continues to rule her life. And if this counterpart is worthy, worthy of her choosing, she allows him to sit beside her. Keep your interests going. If you don't have any, get some. And just as an aside, when it comes to meeting new people, doing things that you're interested in, in group settings and classes out in the world and travel is a great way to meet 
people and partners who are interested in the same things you are. Next, the sexiest woman in the world has done the work to become the counterpart to her match. So let's talk about who's your ideal. What kind of man would you really, really love to be with? What's he like? He's probably kind and honest and you're attracted to him and he's romantic and he is solvent. He has a job. He takes care of his own stuff. He has, I'm giving you some here. He has good credit. He's not abusive. He has no substance habits. He has no uh, red flags waving all around him in his history. Uh, I'm an expert at this. I had a relationship once when I was in a very bad way um, that I, I described as seeing a forest of red flags taking them all down and knitting a wedding tent with them. That's what not to do. Your partner and your description of that partner needs to be clear enough for you to know what his partner must be. You are not going to attract a rescuer. Because the only rescuer in our lives is the one in the mirror. What you are going to attract is a counterpart, an equal. And that doesn't mean that you're, that whatever this person is doing in your life that's negative is a reflection of your own negativity. I'm saying that the vibration that you're living at, you will attract a counterpart who lives at that vibration as well. And the specificities of how that shows up in their personality is going to be different. But if you are feeling small, scared, not taking good care of yourself, negative, self-harming, difficult, you will attract someone who manifests similar level of vibration in their life in different ways. So what's the fix? Become the counterpart to the match that you're dreaming of. So you can identify that person. And I don't want you to get too um, detailed or strict with the identification because it can cause you to miss when that person actually shows up. When we package for type or package for job or, or specific descriptions of a person, we will not see when the universe sends us the version that it wants us to have. We will likely pass over someone wonderful because they didn't do whatever, uh, limiting thing we put on our list. So it's an expansive list in terms of possible presentations and, uh, forms that the partner shows up in, but it is a very defined list in terms of core values and qualities. And the reason that list is defined again is so that you can make sure that you are the equal, the match, the counterpart to your ideal match. The sexiest woman in the world trusts that all things happen in the right time. There is such a toxic myth, a limiting belief that so many women have, uh, the limiting belief my mom instilled in me and the rest of my family too. I even had a lady say to me, 
uh, a very successful woman in uh, Beverly Hills and I were talking years ago and I was very young and she said, you know, you have to make sure that you find your partner before you're 50 because dating a woman after she's 50 is verboten. And I remember hearing that and I was versed enough in personal development and independent thinking to say to myself, that's your story, not mine. And I don't want it. Like, you know, if someone hands you a gift and you don't take it, who does it belong to? Well, not you. But I did hear that for years after. And as I would go into coaching clients who were coming out of difficult situations, coming out of divorces, coming out of losses, or just deciding now I want love, I would still hear this woman. And I have to tell you that she couldn't be more wrong. I have the privilege of working in the the deep, deep fibers and souls of wonderful women. And many of them are 50 plus, 60 plus, and more. I also have the privilege of just having a great social network where I see women in their 80s getting married. I want you to know that this scarcity idea that there is not love out there for you if you're over a certain age, weight, status, whatever, is a fallacy. It's a fear-based idea that women have accepted as true, and it is a false deception designed by the media and by commercial structures to keep you spending your money to defy it and to try to make it less true. Do the mirror work, cultivate self-acceptance, cultivate self-love and approval, you in your rawest form, and you will not have a problem at all attracting love. I had a post on Instagram recently, and it was an egg, a human egg in the uterus, and it was just sitting there, radiant, glorious, beautiful, filled with capacity for life. And then there were a sea of sperm, faster and slower, moving toward that egg. And I called it dating like a goddess, because that's what you do. You fill up with yourself with your life force, with your life energy, you know that you are worthy and then you attract. You don't run around. The egg is not swimming all around trying to catch a sperm. The egg is sitting in beautiful repose, attracting. What was interesting and what really got me to post that post was there's research now that says not the first sperm that gets there gets in, the egg chooses and that's what you get to do. I want this show to play in your mind. I want you to remember all of the things I'm saying and let them become your new belief system. I want you to do the work, the mirror work, every day for a month. And if, if it, when it picks up and starts rolling for you, don't stop after a month. Continue to do it. 
This is the magnetic energetic shift that will recreate your outer world and draw to you what you really desire. She trusts that all things happen at the right time. How often is it that you set out to do something and you don't get an instant response and you think it doesn't work? And then you get impatient. Then you get worried. And what if it's true? And what if I'm never going to find anybody? And, and what if there is no one else? Well, maybe I should just call back my ex. Maybe I should just go out with this one. Maybe I'll just try that. Or maybe I'll just forget it and go in. I'm never going to be with anybody. And just never mind. I'm going to get my cats and I'm not going to try because it's too hard. Maybe you need to have some faith and some trust and some patience. Maybe Your beloved is on his way and he just hasn't gotten to you yet. And here's what I know. When you stop being hungry and needy and urgent, things do come. They come easily. They come effortlessly. They come like the sperm to an egg. And then you get to choose. For the sexiest woman in the world, there is no question whether her match will appear. It's just, he's coming. And she's patient, knowing that she cannot rush the sunrise. There's a season, a plan, a path, a way in our lives. And what is for you will not be taken from you, will not fail to reach you. And what is not for you, you can't keep. So spare yourself the upset. Surrender, trust, allow. And in the meantime, cultivate self-love, self-acceptance, abundance mentality, your interests, your ideas, your wholeness, your beauty. So if you can't tell, I love talking about love because what I really end up doing is talking about you becoming all that you can be, you unleashing the grace, the beauty, the goddess consciousness in you and living it and letting it create the life, the love, the joy, the creative expression, the success, the wholeness, the fullness that you deserve. This show topic will be expanded and repeated because I got about 50 other angles to approach it with. But I felt that today, starting here, starting with you, starting you on your path to Becoming the sexiest woman in the world. That's our best place to start. That's our best place to shift your limiting beliefs. That's our best way to set the first stone in rewriting your inner ideas and recreating your life. So as I wrap up today, because I am already over time in this show, I want to leave you 
with the truth about you. You are already someone's perfect dream girl. There is an abundance of love out there. There are a plethora of wonderful partners out there. Start here. Prepare yourself. Listen to this show. Download it. Play it over and over again. Listen to it until you know it like you know your name. Practice the practices and watch what happens. My closing wish for you today is that you see yourself, that you see the real truth about your magnificence. And I will see you next time. Thank you so much for being here. Do you ever feel that calling that you should be doing more with your life? If you're unhappy with the status quo, I can help. My name is Elias Patras, and I'm an intuitive motivator, psychic medium, and motivational speaker. I know that feeling, and on my podcast, Your Inner Voice, I can help you answer that call to step into your life's purpose. I will show you how to recognize and listen to the signs and signals that are all around us and help you tap into your intuition. Join me for the show here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's connect, educate, and grow on this journey together.